And welcome back to another episode of Are We Rolling? I'm Kyle. I'm Dustin. Uh, yeah, uh, ho- I, I was going to say hopefully a, a short episode, but last time we said that it went like an hour and 15. Yeah, well, but, we'll just go with the flow. Yeah, we'll just go with the flow, uh, but it will be able to go more in depth on some stuff this week, which will be nice because um, there's not as much to talk about. Uh, but one of the things... Uh, spoilers and stuff ahead i guess for a show that aired on tuesday uh so smackdown happened and for the third time in history somebody went to cash in and failed yeah i was kind of surprised by that i thought the move you know the move logically if you were uh like if if most people were writing wwe it would be Nakamura wins a SummerSlam and Baron cashes in to Nakamura to continue yeah. that feud is what I, you know, what, what I think everybody thought was going to happen. Yeah, that's what everybody was predicting. Like, but maybe that's why they didn't do it. They swerved it to add to the Cena Baron match. Yeah, but like now, well, like, what do you do with like Jinder Mahal and Nakamura? I don't know. Maybe whoever wins is going to have a reign. You know, actually have a run as the champ. Maybe, yeah. I just, I, I just hope it's actually like not a bunch of shenanigans, right? Well, I should say if Nakamura wins, he, like, yeah, maybe he he'll should have a because Jinder's already in the middle of his run. Yeah, he's had it for a few months now, but you know, really only on his second feud. It's, it'd be kind of, you know, you look at it from a couple different points of view. It'd be kind of lame if he had his feud with Randy. He, you know, wins the belt, defends it, what twice. Two pay-per-views? Yeah, two pay-per-views against Randy. At Well, three total counting three, the title yeah, win. three total. But, like, you know, the very next feud, he drops it. You know, it's kind of like, mm, Yeah, it's okay. a little anticlimactic, especially losing to Orton in a non-title match last week, which was real dumb. Right. So that tells me you could do one of two things, like either gender retains. Has Nakamura lost on SmackDown? No, he is undefeated. Okay, so have they acknowledged that? Has that been like a big thing? Uh, I can't really remember if they have. Because, um, I mean, get, I guess technically because he didn't win the ladder match, he's not undefeated. But, but he's never he's, pinned. Yeah, he's never been pinned or submitted. He didn't win, but he didn't get beat. Yeah. Is how you get around the ladder match thing. Well, anyway, uh, regardless, Nakamura's been booked to be, you know, pretty untouchable, maybe. Like pretty pretty strong, yeah. Uh, so if Gender beats Nakamura, then see the lame thing about it is that if Randy beat him clean on SmackDown, that would he put should, Randy he, back in the title picture. It would, but that feud is kind of like, Bleh, okay, yeah. That's it's kind of a lame feud at this point. Like, yeah, it's like he's beat him every single time on pay per view, right? So if Nakamura wins, maybe at the next pay per view you do triple threat. Because Randy could be like, I beat the champion before you beat the champion. I get yeah. shot. I don't know. Jinder gets his rematch clause. Blah, blah, blah. Fucking smoke and mirrors. I guess. Triple threat. Like um, WWE do. Like, yeah, like they do. But apparently the weird thing is, um, between SummerSlam and Survivor Series, there are two Raw pay-per-views, but only one SmackDown pay-per-view. That's weird. Yeah. So hmm. it's like... Uh, so, like, you have to build up to a bigger SmackDown match, potentially. Well, I mean, that would do it. See, because 
if you have Nakamura win over Gender at SummerSlam for the big SummerSlam moment, and then in a triple threat, Gender could pin Randy and get it back if they want to keep going with Gender. That's true, and yeah, just kind of have this be a little tease for like a Nakamura title yeah. win. But that also sucks for your first reign. That does. I mean, it it's been okay. It's not in that the they pa- haven't done it before. Yeah, it's been okay in the past. Like Edge made up for it, like having a very short run for the first time. Mm-hmm. But then I think in his case, nobody remembers that being a short run. I definitely didn't. Yeah, like he, it's literally he wins it at. Uh, Armageddon or New Year's Revolution, New whichever Revolution. it was. After the that, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, after the Elimination Chamber, and loses it at the Royal Rumble. So that's like the same month. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, But then I think he wins it back like the next month. That's why so. he's like a fucking 50-time heavyweight champion. Uh, Yeah, he's like 15-time, I want to say. It's, it's up. Is he 15? I don't think he, he's 15. Uh, I think th- it was, maybe it was like 12. When he, I remember, I, I think like 12 is closer, because I remember when he was doing his feud with Jericho, and Jericho was the the nine-time Intercontinental Champion more times than anybody more in history. Time, yeah. Uh, I remember Edge made a rebuttal that said, I'm the nine-time World Heavyweight world champion. champion. But that wasn't at the end of his run, so he at least had it a couple yeah, more times. Yeah, he had it a few that. times after that. So yeah, I think I wanted, 12-ish. Yeah, it was probably like 12, maybe 14. Um, I can't remember exactly. I feel like if he was, you know, knocking on the door, Ric Flair's record, they would have made a bigger deal about it, though. He like was, when Cena got it for the fifteenth right. time, it was like, mm, it's coming. Yeah. Well, I don't but, remember thinking but that about it. His, I think his fifteenth reign was the was beating Del Rio, oh, and then retiring. Did so. he win the title or did he, he won, defend the he title? Won the t- oh. No, yeah, he won. He defended the title because Del Rio won the Rumble that year. Yeah. So. Well, regardless, he had about a shit ton of times. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, like you, you don't want to have Nakamura have a short title reign, and because yeah, it does, it does, kind of lessen it. Yeah. Uh. So who who really knows? Maybe the gender thing is maybe his first run is up, and he goes into feud with Nakamura and then maybe do a couple more matches with Orton on maybe just SmackDown to see who like a number one contender is. Maybe. Or, I mean, you could, it would suck, but um, you could have like the Singh brothers interfere and get gender disqualified. For SummerSlam though? I, well, I mean, yeah. It's not, it's not going to be the main event. True. We know that for sure. Well, when Brock's involved, yeah. he's in the main event. He's in the main event. Except last WrestleMania. Yeah, except WrestleMania. But he Yeah. <laughs> oh god, he should like and that's the thing that really sucked about that WrestleMania is when you think about it, like everybody was complaining, like, oh god, Lesnar and Goldberg's gonna close the show and it's gonna be like two minutes long. I freaking wish that would have closed the show. Yeah, in hi- hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, I get why it didn't. Obviously, because... yeah, yeah. Like when you when you have the Undertaker's retirement and and leaving everything in the ring, like yeah. that has to go last. But I just wish the match wasn't such a train wreck. Oof. Yeah, there was a lot of miscommunication in that one. Yeah, and just just not being up for it. Like I think they they bit off more than they could chew, kind of. 
Yeah, that's possible. But anyway, enough about that. Um, but yeah, so you you've got that at SummerSlam, which yeah, it kind of weirdly enough becomes more intriguing without the the cash in potential now. Yeah, but I think maybe it was too obvious. Maybe. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have SummerSlam to look forward to this weekend. Takeover. We kind of previewed both of them. Neither card has really changed since. Um, other than the fact that Tazawa won the uh, cruiserweight title, yeah, right before SummerSlam, why? Um, I've I've heard a couple theories, and one of them that makes a lot of sense to me is the fact that um, it would have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle, yeah. especially considering it's going to be the pre-show match. Yeah, that's true. So like. What's what's better having them beat at like having them win on Raw uh, or like having Tazawa win at SummerSlam? I honestly still would have gone with SummerSlam, um, just because even though the the Boston crowd um, on Raw was actually really good, yeah, for once, which was weird, uh, and but they're not going to be Barclay Center, no. That's the thing. Like that crowd is always pretty rabid. Well, that's a uh, New York, right? Yeah, so it's New York. So yeah, so and a lot of those Boston people might even be there. Oh yeah, they probably will be. So like the crowd, it'll just be a good reaction. So like you probably <laughs> you might end up having in like later video packages of the like the recap. You might have. The footage from Boston, but the sound when he wins in in uh, New York. Yeah. Just kind of tweak stuff here and there. So I just thought it was interesting timing to drop a belt a week before SummerSlam. Yeah, a week before the second biggest show of the year. Yeah. I mean, maybe then he could just get a big defense. Yeah. And th- yeah, and that's what it's going to be. But it's still it's a weird timing, like you said. Yeah. Um, speaking of reactions, though, like when Baron was going to cash in and the crowd kind of went crazy. Yeah. People want to see it. People want to yeah, see people Baron get a title run. See, yeah, I think people wanted to see it. Um, yeah, it's like I think it was a combination of maybe people wanting to see like Baron with the title and just see, OK, what's going to happen or just not wanting gender anymore. Yeah. I mean, cash ins are always exciting. They're always but, exciting. Um. That was, you know, there's always the ones that stand out. I just remember thinking, like, well, Baron's, uh, you know, he's over his shit. Yeah, um, but it's it's really weird. Um, that crowd, I think they were in Rhode Island. Unless, so maybe he he failed his cash in because if he beat Cena at SummerSlam, it would He'll make him a number a one contender, number one and then he contender. could go on and win the belt legit. That would that would be okay too. Um, and at least that would build up a little bit better. Um, cause I think the cash in, the cash ins are always feel too quick and feel kind of abrupt. Yeah. Like, okay, no, I'm going to do it now. You know what? <laughs> fucking. So John Cena costs him the, the title for his cash in. Yes. Hey, John Cena, you're wrestling Baron at SummerSlam. If he wins the title, you get a title shot. Yeah. What the like, fuck would you stop that for? Yeah, that's true. Like it doesn't it's make any, real. Ugh. It's 
It's real dumb. It's real dumb. Sometimes when you put logic into stuff, it it ruins it a little yeah. bit. I mean, and then on top of that, like if this were not a work, yeah, it would be your seventeenth title run. Ergo, breaking the breaking record. Breaking the record, exactly. So, I don't know. That just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Well, because like at this point, like honestly, I know the rumors of like the NWO going into the Hall of Fame and stuff like that um, is is out there, but I don't want to see that because you know that eventually someone will beat the record like Cena will beat Flair's record yeah I don't think he'll do it at this Wrestlemania no I don't think he'll do it at this Wrestlemania but maybe yeah maybe next maybe further down the line and make it be a big deal because it is Mm -hmm. but like so then Flair's claim as being the only person to have this would be the fact that he's the only two-time Hall of Famer right until the NWO goes in that's why I don't want him to go in but they're they're going to, and DX is going to, which means Shawn Michaels will be a two time, and Triple H obviously will end up being a two time. And weirdly enough, um, depending who you put in for the NWO, uh, that was going to be my next thing. Who goes in? Is it the original? Flea? I, I th- well, <laughs> funny enough, I couldn't sleep last night, so I was watching one of the table for threes, mm-hmm. and it was awful. Which one? Uh, the Scott Hall, DDP, and Sean Waltman one can't remember it's 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 one of the newer ones i think it only maybe oh. came out like a month yeah, ago. i was gonna say i remember ddp was sting invader yeah and so this one wasn't good this this one it was there were moments that it was good but it was also like the fact that i'm actually a big fan of like sean waltman and x-pac and like one two three kid and like all his iterations yeah uh the fact that DDP and Hall are going back and forth like, oh man, the NWO should get inducted. <laughs> and Hall pretty much looking right in Waltman's face like, yeah, and it should just be the first three members. <laughs> like, <laughs> you dick. God damn it. <laughs> well, okay. So if DX goes in, which DX? Is it the, is it? I think it's all five. Yeah. I think like it's, it's, well, all five of the guys at this point. But yeah, I don't. Well, China would. Yeah, I think you can throw China in as a group time. one. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. already in on her own. No, she's not. I thought they put her in last no, year. No, they didn't. What? Yeah, they did. Not last year. No, because last year the woman was Beth Phoenix. Then the year before, it was no, right after no. she died. No, they didn't. They didn't put her in because Triple H is like, well, if you if you Google her, like, what do you see? Yeah, that was before. That was. Hold on. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I think if you put DX in, you have to put in kind of everybody that was a DX proper member. Like you have to put in Road Dog, Billy Gunn, Triple H, X-Pac, uh, HBK and China. Like you have to put in everybody. Like you don't need to put in Rick Rude as part of DX. You don't need, you don't need to put in hornswoggle as part of dx like they don't count right the the attitude era yeah it's like the core of like dx um but like that was that was the funny thing of basically slighting 
um, slighting Sean Waltman a little bit by saying, you know, if they go, if we go in the Hall of Fame, it should just be the three of us. Um, but then saying, hey, you know what the tipping point to the Monday Night Raw, like the the Monday Night Wars was when that guy moved and points over to Waltman. And it's like, that's kind of true. Like, it's one of, you know, a number of things. But, like, you look at the ratings pre-WrestleMania 14 mm-hmm. for Raw. They were, you know, lower than than Nitro or, or battling. But then post-Mania 14, when you had... Because I think you just had such a more solid roster from top to bottom. Yeah, probably. So, like, the fact that you had, like, this big component of, well, now we've got DX, and DX can be in eight-man tags and mm-hmm. throughout the show now because it's not just two guys. Right. Well, when I was a kid, I the standout in DX to me was always Xbox. Yeah, and part of it was because during the his suck at fireworks for the last one, he would jump and do it. You jump, yeah, and he just was. I don't know. He was cooler. Yeah, he was cooler. He's cooler. I always played him in uh, WrestleMania 2000. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 weird, like how some of that stuff uh, works. But yeah, I don't know if you have Cena be like a 17 time champion to get back on. What we were actually talking about. Right. Well, there's also him. He's going to go over to Raw and feud with Roman for Mania. Yeah. It's not out of the question that Roman could get the belt. Yeah. So it could be that. But uh, we had some other stuff we wanted to talk about, too. Because uh, obviously, looming, looming just past SummerSlam, just this gigantic cloud over the entire sports world yeah uh conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather it's it's uh we're knocking on the door of it now yeah it's so close like it feel it feels like i know the the week before it's just gonna like that excitement it's gonna start building mm-hmm. but like yeah it kind of feels like it's the lull right now of like okay it's it's coming but we're not saying much yet. yeah and betting odds have significantly shifted oh really it's so originally, the bet that Connor would just win one round or more was twenty six to one. Jesus! <laughs> now it's like three or four to one. Uh, I, no, I think that's, it's, it's that's a pretty ridiculous shit. And I think it's five to one that he'll win. Like not only win rounds, but win the match. Wow. Um. And I, after, so the leaked footage of Connor sparring with Paul Malinaji, uh, who's a two-time world champion. Yep. And Connor fucks him up. Yeah. But we pushed him. Or Paulie Malinaji. Yeah. yeah. So Paulie claims that uh, he got pushed down. But if you watch the cl- if you watch the footage, he also claims it was two edited clips, which is fair. Yeah. Uh, but in those two clips, he gets fucking worked. Yeah. And if he can land that on uh, Pauly Malinaji at any point in the in the fight, yep. uh, you know he's he's looking good. He lands a straight left. Like let me just bring up the clip. He lands a straight left and fucking 
that's what that's what the uh, wobbles him right away. Yeah, and that's what wobbles. And and like if if Connor pushed him at all from looking at that clip, it was after that left wobbles him. He comes in and charges. Yeah, to to hit some more, or and you know take advantage of that wobble, which that's what you do in a fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because like if you like we're playing the clip right here. At no point does he push him. There is no push. No, there's no push. So he, I think what happened is when he got hit, uh, you know, you get concussed. He was like on a little bit on Dream Street there and is on his way down and Connor's just fucking whacking him on the way down. Yeah. He does one thing that's kind of dirty and he grabs his head and hits him with like these rabbit punches on the way down. Yeah. But fucking Floyd, I'm pretty sure Floyd does that shit too. It's, yeah. It's, Floyd's not the cleanest it's fighter not, ever. I don't think it's necessarily illegal, but it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon, that's for sure, yeah. Like, it's kind of like grabbing the cage in the UFC. Like, you're not going to get disqualified, but you'll get a warning. Mm. Yeah, but weirdly enough, like, those little rabbit punches, that is one of those few, like, that, if that was in a UFC fight, there would be no oh, yeah. dispute at, at all. Like, yeah, he's just hitting him as he's going down. Like, mm-hmm. he's, you know, pressing the advantage. Yeah, but in box in boxing with the rules and everything, it's like, oh, maybe he wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah, and uh, there's also let me bring it up too. There's another big thing that came out, and we might be getting honey dicked. That's entirely possible. That's true. Um, but Floyd Mayweather apparently got knocked out in training, like a like a few days ago. That's that's not uncommon in boxing training, though. Yeah, but this close but to the fight. That, this close to the fight, though, is a little worrying, yes. So, apparently what happened... What's the guy's name that did it? He was sparring with Zab Judah, who has fought Floyd professionally. Okay. And has been his training partner. And apparently they just got into an all-out brawl in the middle of like in the middle of in the, in the boxing session. match it wasn't yeah. like they got pissed off and just started like fucking yeah. fighting for you know like a street fight but like they were just throwing hands and Floyd got caught and got knocked out and apparently he got so pissed off he closed the gym and made like kicked everybody out <laughs> that's the rumor that's now, the rumor yeah who knows if it's true so but... um the honey dicking could be Floyd always bets on himself yeah the better odds Connor has the more money Floyd can make yep. off betting on himself. So, meh, 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 you know, yeah. you know what could be happening? Because apparently something like this may have happened around the Pacquiao fight, too. Okay. But at the same time, like, maybe that clip came out of Connor knocking out Polly, and Floyd was like, okay, I maybe I'm taking him too lightly. We got to really push ourselves here. Yeah goes a little too crazy and a guy that he's fought professionally a guy that he's trained with a bunch of times knows floyd's timing yep and knew what to avoid and knew when to strike after years you know of being friends with floyd and yeah. caught him and knocked him out and maybe got a little bit caught up in the moment yeah i, th- I think that from from what the s- sounds of that story were that that seems pretty likely that it was just yeah a sparring session that Got a little over aggressive, yeah. Of which happens. So, and also the athletic commission voted to do eight ounce gloves. Oh, so it's official. Eight ounce gloves. 
which is usually not allowed unless you're under like 145 pounds or 147 yeah. pounds, something like that. Uh, it was supposed to be 10 ounce gloves, but Floyd's like, fuck it, I'll fight him at eight ounce gloves. And yeah. Connor's like, yeah, do that's it. That's what then. I wanted. So, you know, he went forward with it. It got voted on and it got passed. So, you know, what are rules now? They're just yeah. <laughs> throwing them out, out the fucking window. But yeah, no, and I mean, that was, I loved the fact that they wanted it to be so specific, like going in. It's like, no, these are going to be boxing rules. Like, this is not appear like scientific boxing fight like this is a freaking spectacle yeah it's it's i mean it's a legit match it's a legit it's, match it's, it's a, a crazy fight, match that's yeah. what it is but look at it this way too what's the big thing about floyd his brittle hands because he's broken them yeah. a bunch of times connor's head is huge all yeah. floyd has to do maybe connor is willing to eat a hit floyd cracks him in his fucking dome his motorcycle helmet of a head yeah. breaks his hand because the, the gloves are smaller now. Yep. And then Connor knows, oh, I got you now, bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah, what are like, you yeah. going to do? If he breaks his hands, he... I I wouldn't think he'd stop the fight because he's crazy. Um, and he wouldn't a, and stop an the athlete, fight. But. But, but then you don't have that much strength behind those punches. It, take, uh, it takes one of your punches away for sure. Yep. And blocking because what like Connor's swinging at your head. You put your, ha- your hand up to block it and he's just going to punch your broken hand. Yeah. What what do you, at this point, what does 50 and 0 mean to you? You know? Yep, exactly. We're going to find out. But I can only imagine you, Connor hears that hand break and just smells blood in the water. He's like, you're fucked now. Yep. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> uh, um, but either way, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fight. I'm excited. I'm gonna find a way to watch it. I, I, I yeah, I'm hoping to to find a way. As I'm well. driving to Minot, so it's my car that's there. If I need to go to beat ups, I'm gonna go to fucking. Yeah, you're B-dubs. going to be. I'll I'll figure out. I, I don't even know when the fight's starting. I'm hoping there's prelims or you know an undercard. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping so too because I've got an event i'm shooting that night as well because if it starts at like nine you know we'll still be like balls deep in the fucking main event yeah that's true i mean i'm not gonna be in the main events so it's not out of question that i could dip out but that's lots of potential t-shirt sales that is lots of potential Ugh. t-shirt sales yeah. and eight by tens and eight by tens i have new eight by tens ladies and gentlemen yep so buy them yeah buy them i don't i don't get a cut but no even though I, I took the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, even though I took the freaking picture. But that's okay. Uh, yeah, And then uh, the last topic we've got before spoilers. Because uh, Dustin hasn't been watching as much wrestling lately. No, I've been... I've been slacking on yeah. well, watching as much Raw and SmackDown. Watching as much Raw and SmackDown. But honestly... Who cares? Because it hasn't been as great. Yeah. Um, and then when the G1 is around, like, you know, I'm, I'm especially me, I'm watching New Japan. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, the G1, the last uh, three nights of it were pretty crazy. They were amazing. Uh, I love the fact that thinking back on a bunch of the podcasts I listened to in January, everybody's like, ah, oh, there's no chance in hell, like, anybody's going to be able to beat it uh, for match of the year. Uh, Okada and Omega from the, from the, from Wrestle Kingdom. It's been beat a lot, <laughs> mostly by Okada and Omega themselves, but yeah, you thought the third one was better than the last one. 
I the third one I think I'll be I'll be able to rewatch the most just because it's it's faster pace pace um yeah faster pace uh I really like the story behind it uh I heard a couple places say like it felt like you could have almost like time traveled and this match took place literally like right after the the draw mm-hmm. and been like all right you know what we're not gonna have this be a draw going like you guys have to go another th- like another extra 30 minute time limit go and they just come out guns freaking blazing yeah because they did come out guns blazing for uh the it was the b block finals basically um was okada and omega the for the third time this time because it's a g1 match uh all the g1 matches have a half hour time limit instead of an hour time limit for those that um aren't aware uh and except for the finals itself that has an hour time limit right um but so every everything in the tournament has a half hour time limit so both guys knew all right shit i gotta beat the other in a half an hour or less um okada was ahead on points going into that match so if omega wanted to win the block which he did because he his whole his whole thing like this entire g1 has been I want to beat Okada, win the G1 again, and get that IWGP title. Right. You know, become the first Gaijin to win two times in a row. Oh, yeah, he would be the first. He would be. Well, he's also the first Gaijin to win it just in general. Right. So. (laughs) Put an extra stamp on it. Yeah, just put an extra stamp. It's like, yeah, it was two times in a row, too. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, well, that was what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had all that going in. You've got both of them getting beat up, like both of them pretty beat up. Okada, especially because the two nights before he was facing freaking Minoru Suzuki in a match where like even you were almost like cringing when we were watching it. Yeah. Just because of all those freaking slaps. I'll be honest. I cringed a lot during the G1. It, yeah. Well, <laughs> like there were a lot of stiff shots, like a lot of stiff shots and a lot of, um, I love new Japan's like production because like you can literally see like the water and sweat coming off from a lot of these strikes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like Minoru Suzuki and Okada had like this slap exchange and it's just water just going everywhere. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it makes a good visual, that's for sure. It it makes a good visual, but also because Okada had to go through that fight with Minoru Suzuki, he was pretty weakened. Mm -hmm. Kenny's also pretty weakened from going through, you know, know, an 18-day tour. Right. As you would be. As you would be. Like, it was day 18 out of 19 shows mm-hmm. in like a month. So, it's ridiculous time. And so, yeah, they had a hell of a match, told an amazing story. And I think more importantly, like, Kenny Omega wins. And, like, that's the cap of that story. 
Well, kind of, because they're it's one one and one. It's one, yeah, it's one one and one. So you can kind of put that on a back burner, potentially. Yeah. Um, they might not, but like, yeah, you have them all evened up, which is really exciting. And then it's like, okay, we can pause that story, tell something else, and then come back to it. Right. Give them a reason to not like not just a rubber match. Yeah, exactly. So I mean. A title shot would be a reason, I guess. Yeah, but. a title <laughs> shot would be a reason. And, like, you could because the only two people to beat Okada throughout the entire tournament were Evil, who's clearly getting the next title shot, and then Omega, who could get the title shot maybe at King of Pro Wrestling, right. which is their, like, thir- probably their third biggest show of the year. Right. Well, and then there's also the other G1 story where Kenny's won over Naito. Naito's won over Kenny now. Yeah, they're even now. And then you could do their tiebreaker at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. If Omega can take out Okada. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like the next if they if they do Omega and Okada at yeah like like King of Pro Wrestling or something that's intriguing because like you said now that can go either way. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, uh, Kenny Omega ends up not winning the G1 um, because he faced uh, Tetsuya Naito in the finals, which was another really good match. Uh, not like my favorite match of of the tournament was probably Omega and Okada. Right. But I think Omega and Naito was a pretty close second. Yeah, that was nuts. That like, was nuts. Like that ma- that match was scary at points. Yeah, um a lot of things looked like they were it almost looked like they had planned botches in it, which is weird. It's that's a weird thing to do. Just to make it look more brutal though, like that pile driver through the table and he misses the table. Yeah, but he freaking missed the table and that was scary as hell. Oh yeah. Well, cuz you're just pile driving a dude. He has nowhere to put his hands. He's got nowhere to go. No, it was scary. But like like you said, that could have actually been a potential botch because like he moved the guardrail so that they had room to... Yeah, it, it, it could have been. And just to make it look a little more brutal for the finals, you know, you never really know. And then the um, when Kenny fucking pulled his feet out and he oh, face God. planted on the post. That was that like, honestly, like the pile driver was scary. Like I said, I, I watched... Um, I watched the finals live, which, like, it's this only the second time all year that I've watched a New Japan show live when it was airing. Um, and in both cases, by the main event, I'm super tired because it's like four thirty five in the morning, and I'm like, oh, child's play. I know it's child's play for you, <laughs> but not for me. Um, and it was just a long, a super long night, and. So I'm I'm watching it a little tired. Like the pile driver spot happens. I was like, wow, wow, they fucked up there. They fucked up there pretty bad. And <laughs> and then yeah, that spot on the top rope happens. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know, I was expecting a cyborg Michael Venom Page situation where it's like foreheads caved in. Cause yeah. He he looked like he went down hard on that thing. Oh, he did. It looked pretty bad. And he he looked a little um, he looked a little concussed to me later. Yeah, 
I mean, maybe it was all a show. You never really know. But to me, he looked a little concussed. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, Naito... Because that weird reverse hurricanrana that they did afterwards and he kind of just fell backwards. Yeah, he just kind of fell backwards. Uh, it, was weird. it seemed like on one of the false finishes, he was a little late to kick out and the ref gave him a little leeway. But a little leeway, yeah. To me, it was like, that was a three count. Yeah. But, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was concussed from that. Yeah, but I mean, now, like, going forward, you have potentially, like, Okada and Naito on top uh, for Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, rumors, and they planted a little bit of seeds uh, for some sort of interaction between Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi. Yeah, they could do that. Maybe Okada, maybe he doesn't get his title shot. Maybe, maybe he gets yeah. the title shot after Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and like that's that's what I feel like would be best because like you want you want Omega still to be super strong because he is like Okada obviously is still the face of like New Japan and Naito's one of the has like the best selling merch and all that stuff. So keep those two strong in Japan, but Kenny's the face of their like American expansion. Yeah, I mean I probably would rather see Ibushi and Omega than Naito and Omega again. Yeah. Cuz it's like that's a first time encounter, right? Uh no, no, cuz Ibushi first time encounter in New uh Japan. first time first time since both of them have been on like their streaks because at this point like it's kind of goes without saying kenny omega is at the peak of his freaking career right now yeah he's arguably the hottest thing in wrestling yeah um and with a with a lot of the matches i know you didn't see a lot of them but uh a lot of abushi's matches during the g1 were close to as good as omegas yeah i mean that it seems like that's probably the way to go yeah and like that can be that set that really good semi-main event you know nakamura aj styles uh nakamura abushi you know semi-main event that is just this is going to be the match of the night (laughs) right yeah, easily. Um, kind of thing. And then super uh so that that was that was how the the G one ended. There were a lot of really good like highlights. Uh I really also enjoyed uh Michael Elgin's match against Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Uh Zack Sabre Jr. and Kota Bushi. Uh, low key, one of my favorite matches of the tournament. Yeah, I can um, imagine because it was it was a really interesting story. And then yeah, uh, Abushi versus Tanahashi uh, was was Abushi versus Tanahashi was fantastic because like one of my things that I really like about tournaments like this is the fact that you can you can tell interesting stories like basically Abushi had been winning every match that he won with the last ride powerbomb. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to Tanahashi 
and Tanahashi kicks out. Right. And it's like, oh, wow, that's uh, kind of crazy. Like, he's been beating everybody with it. And then that lets Ibushi debut his new finisher. Um, I want to say it's like the Korigama or something like that. But it it basically translates to uh, the God Killer. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just flat out a knee right to the face. Shocker. Like, yeah, it's just grabbing both hands, pulling them into your knee. Oh, wait, I did see that. Yeah. I saw that finish. Yeah, you saw that finish because he did it. He kicked out of the power bomb, but then immediately got hit with the knee. Yeah, immediately got hit by the knees, and it was fantastic. Um, but then you also, that was part of what, because this rumor that it had, would be Omega and Ibushi has been there for a while. So everybody's like, oh, Bushi's starting to use knee strikes. <laughs> Just like Kenny. All right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's... <sighs> Those insane V-triggers. That, right. Like Kenny Omega knee strikes. It's like, okay, that's ridiculous. Just going to knee the shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a good match. I hope that that's the way they go. Yeah, I hope that's the way they go. And then a potential... Uh, one last thing for for New Japan kind of coverage uh, and a really big thing just in wrestling in general. Uh, Katsuhiro Shibata uh, made his somewhat his return to the like his his he he was actually able to walk to the ring um, at the G one finals, which I don't think anybody thought was gonna happen. No, again. Uh, took a bump because he's a crazy person. <laughs> I think just because he could, like, I think just to prove to himself and everybody else that he could. Right. Yeah, your skull was just broken, so let's do a bump. Yeah. But in, so, like, you could do go two ways. Like, he could be back, or that was, you know, kind of a subtle retirement and just, I want to take one last bump in the middle of this ring you know before i'm done i don't think it was a retirement i say i'm alive that is all yeah. like if it was a retirement i i don't know i don't feel like that's the what he would have said yeah maybe he would have said something more definitive yeah if it was an actual retirement yeah but uh i've i've heard in like press conferences and conferences and stuff since um, he's basically taking it a day at a time mm-hmm. and just like he's going through his rehab and all his stuff and seeing how things feel. Yeah. And so it's still up in the air. So it's it's still up in the air, but it it's at least, hey, you're a functioning human again. Yeah. And like after he said it, he spiked the microphone down too. Yeah, he's like he's fired down. up. I think to me, it looked like he's ready to come back. Yeah. Not um, like tomorrow, but Yeah, no, and that was like uh everybody had had pointed out like maybe because he came back right after they did the Wrestle Kingdom ad. Right. Which the timing of that is a bit suspect. Like, oh okay, so you're probably coming back at Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Um but yeah, that's that's all we've got for all the, the wrestling and stuff before the spoiler topic. We got a big show next week. Like, next week's going to be ridiculous. Because um, we've got SummerSlam to talk about, Defenders to talk about, 
the final lead up to McGregor and Mayweather mm-hmm. and just a lot. <laughs> so, and then the second to last episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff to cover next week. Uh, Shane is hopefully going to be back. Um, he, he basically said, you guys can't do an episode next week without me. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll have all that next week. Uh, but before that, you can follow me at knocked out, uh, knocked out films on Instagram and Twitter, uh, everything on knockdownentertainment.com. And I am at the Scott story on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and pro wrestling slash Scott story. Yep, and then you can follow the podcast and everything at Knocked Out Entertainment on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, the the link uh, when I post the the thing on Facebook and Twitter, or the link is always on the webpage, um, and you, so you can find that as always at knockedoutentertainment.com, and it'll be on the homepage. Right on. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for for listening, everybody, and now we're going into the spoiler section. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, Game of Thrones was... Jamie's not dead. Yeah, Jamie made it out. They swam away. Him and Bronn. Yeah. Uh, Daenerys ends up winning the battle, obviously. Yeah. Capturing a shit ton of the Lannister army. And, yeah. you know, basically giving them, the, giving them the option to fight for her instead. Yeah. Or die. Yeah, it's like, bend the knee or die. So... Dickin, God damn Dickin. Dickin. And uh, what's his father's name? Uh, Randall Tarly. So the Tarleys are dead, which means Sam is the man. <laughs> Sam is, yeah, apparently taking, a, like, could potentially take over uh, Horn Hill, I think. Yeah, is, well, he's is, already got the sword. Yeah, he's already got the sword. He also doesn't know that his brother and father are dead. Right. So, um, so yeah, he... <sighs> Dickon died. God damn it, Dickon. Yeah. I believe in Like, it's all his own fault, too. Like, oh, even, yeah. his dad's even trying to talk him out of it. Like, no, you idiot. I'm not going to bend the knee, but you bend the knee, you, you dumb little shit. Yeah, and even Tyrion was trying to be like, come on, man. Like, you, you're the future of your house. Yeah. If you die, your house dies. Yep. And he was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'd then- rather die. And even, like, that's just the defiance of both the Tarleys is at that point. It's like, like, Tyrion suggesting when Randall does his whole speech, like, uh, your majesty, he could he could take the black. And Daenerys actually seemed pretty receptive. Like, you know what? Yeah. You know, John John needs warriors at the wall. Like, this guy doesn't seem like a complete idiot. I mean, he's he's real dumb, but he can fight. And that's what that's what they need up in the wall. And she's about to go like you could kind of tell she was about to go. Yeah, you can go do that. You can take the black. And he's like, "You're not my queen. You can't make me do that." It's like, "Fuck you, dude. You're yeah. gonna burn." <laughs> yeah, fine. You you wanted it. You got it. You're dead. Yeah. And then yeah, just Dickon just doubles down. It's like I'm I'm gonna go too. And it's like no, you're you're an idiot. Yeah. And then uh, they don't get beheaded. No. Yeah, <laughs> I love Tyrion. It's like we can't just behead them. She's like I'm not going to. Yeah. There's way, way less clean up the way she does things. Yeah. 
So it's already it's eco friendly. Yeah, it's eco friendly. Like all the ash is, I'm sure, great for the grass. Yeah. So we're gonna have some greener patches of grass in those two spots. Yeah. So they get burned to shit by the dragon, and uh, everybody bends the knee real fucking quick after. Yeah, that. I do. I do love the fact that everybody's like, uh, she does the speech the first time, and like a bunch of Lannisters go go down to the knee, but there's still a few left up. Yeah, that's and it's then, almost like. 60 40 60 went down yeah and then like drogon just lurches a little bit and growls and there go the other like 20 percent yeah it's like yeah no no we're we're out of here too (laughs) we will bend the knee we don't want to mess with that dragon it's a logical choice i mean bending the knee unless you're Jon snow yeah i mean i would do that if that giant dragon was staring me in the face yeah and then the giant dragon stared john in the face and he pet him and he petted him yeah so smells that targaryen in him yeah weird yeah weird how uh the dragon was friendly yeah the dragon was friendly to to, to john snow who's definitely a stark yeah definitely a stark, half a stark. yeah half a targaryen they've teased it twice now he's the song of ice and fire by himself yeah he is we were almost like the whole fucking show. I know him. it's weird. Uh, fucking, uh, and then we had the other little tease when Sam was reading, you know, oh trying to God. record his shit. And uh, what's what's her, what's what's, her a, name? what's a yeah? Gilly goes, what's annulment mean? Yeah, Rhaegar uh, had an annulment to marry, and he's like, enough of this. Just cuts of her this. off. Fuck off. God damn it, Sam! You you were just on the on the verge of getting the most valuable information you were gonna find in those books. Yeah. And we don't even know if he took that book. He probably didn't. I know. Like, maybe, I mean, Gilly was reading it. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe as he was like, no, we're going, she grabbed it and just, it's like, it's interesting. Yeah, fucking, she might have grabbed it or, you know, Bran knows. Yeah, Bran can figure it out. But well, then, he saw it. Yeah. Well, he saw the birth. He didn't see. But he would have she could have named him John in the room. Yeah. So it'd be pretty obvious if it's like, you know, take John. Yeah. Take our little John Snow and Bran could be like, er, what the fuck is this? That is John because he's he doesn't have any personality anymore. Yeah, he's got no personality anymore. He's just an unfeeling robot. Yeah, he's a dick now. <laughs> he went from being the most uninteresting character in the show to definitely being more uninteresting than that so he now he's the most uninteresting character yeah. before because he's no longer brand i remember what it was like to be brand Stark. well he was barely less interesting than you or barely more interesting than you now you are just super uninteresting you just know some shit yeah it's like okay i know you're important to the plot but i'm kind of glad you were gone for a season yeah his story sucked yeah i mean it was just like oh god drag this kid behind you yeah on a blanket or something. Yeah, it's like, yes, we get the Hodor moment. Yeah. Which was... Hodor made that whole story yeah. tolerable. Nah, all right. But, yeah, it's like... So we, we had that happen. Um, I do like the fact that in the opening scene, uh, Jamie points out, like, as Bron After Bronn rescues him and everything, and... That like oh wow we we lost that battle we lost that battle really bad, and that was only one of them. Yeah, two <laughs> two fucking more waiting to unleash hell. Yeah, I mean they don't have riders yet, but do they need them? Eh, maybe to be a little to be as precise as Drogon was. Maybe 
Like, cause there, there were times I know I heard some criticisms online, like, Oh, Danny burnt all the food and all this stuff. It's like, actually, as I was watching it, she skipped over a bunch of the grain, like carts. Did they take them? Oh yeah, they took them. So how would they get them back? No, but like now she has them. So yeah. like she can feed her, oh, her yeah. army now. But yeah, like the fact that he'd literally burn everything they couldn't carry. Like, burn that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Burn those three. No, not that one. Burn those. Okay. Right. Burned everything and bronze gold. No, the gold got to King's Landing. Did it? Yeah, the gold got to King's Landing. That's why they're probably going to hire the gold cloaks or the. I thought Bron dropped like specifically his gold. Oh yeah, Bron dropped his gold, but. Like the the gold that needed to pay off the Iron Bank got through the gates. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and Cersei. I mean, he dropped his bag and looked like he had a real, a real pickle on his hands. Is he going to risk his life to get his bag of gold, or is he going to live? Yeah, and it's Bronn, so he could have gone either way. Right. He chose to live and save Jamie's life when Jamie was literally riding to his death. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, from there we had Tyrion and so the, the plan gets hatched that John's gonna, after John finds out that Arya and Bran are alive, um, he finds out, he finds out that and then goes and is like, well, and, and that the Night King is marching to Eastwatch. He's like, well, I gotta go to Eastwatch. Yeah. Cause I they gotta care. capture one of the White Walkers. It's a ridiculous plan. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, because uh, but I I do like the setup that it ended up having of just all right. So John has to go to Eastwatch. Um, Tyrion has to meet with. Um, has to figure out how to set up a meeting between them and Cersei. Right. Oh yeah. So fucking Bronn. You know, yeah, sets so br- up a little situation and tricks Jamie into meeting with Tyrion. Yeah, which also like that's the first time it's been well lit down there, like where all the dragon skulls are. That room looks so cool. Yeah, it's like, badass. All the freaking dragon skulls just everywhere. It's like, oh yeah, this is what kind of a freaking budget this show has. Mm-hmm. Conversation went fine. Little uh, testy. Jamie was a yeah. little mad at Tyrion for a little testy I killing mean, their dad and all. Yeah, like a little shit. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, Jamie sees Tyrion's point of view and tries to talk to Cersei about it, convince her that maybe this meeting's a good idea. And Cersei already knew what happened. Yep. Somehow. Yeah. Well, because she's got like Kyburn has all his spies and stuff still. Yeah. So he probably saw. So who she, knows? Yeah, like Braun coming out and she's going to agree to the meeting because she's got some tricks up her sleeve. Yeah, cause she's going to try and kill Danny covertly, probably something. Which uh, who knows if that'll actually work? Yeah, probably not. Um. Yeah. So like, she might uh, try and kill Danny or something. Who knows? Try to do something. We'll see. Um, and then, yeah, we end up at East Watch for the final scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, we end up at East Watch, but before that, we got to tell where Davos went when he went to King's Landing. Oh, and right. Was, Forgot about that. That was uh, to get back Gendry. Yeah, who's been gone for years. 
yeah, I want to say maybe season three, maybe a little bit into season four. Yeah, we saw him rowing away on a boat. And yeah. He's been in King's Landing the whole time. Yeah, he's been in King's Landing the whole time, making weapons for the Lannisters and hating it, but mm-hmm. realizing... Well, I can hide in plain sight, basically, is what he's got to do. Because nobody knows his face. Yeah, nobody knows his face. Um, Joffrey's not g- trying to kill all of Robert's bastard sons anymore because, you know, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, find out that he's not too bad with a hammer. No, and that's that was a great little touch to just, like, the fact that I would have kind of hated if if he just becomes this proficient like swordsman just in the last like two years like no screw that but he's like no i can swing this right hammer just like his old daddy yeah yeah he gets uh gets the baratheon warhammer mm-hmm. fucks those be... two guys up at the rowboat i and... did i did really like that scene though just davos being like all his like smuggler tricks and yeah <laughs> Oh no, guys! You can you can do this. You can do this. You better you better go before you punch a hole in that chainmail. <laughs> Davos might be like the w- one of the top characters in the show. He's fucking I, hilarious. I really like him, and I really like that actor. Like in like I've seen, I haven't seen him in much else, but everything else I've seen him in, like he was in an, a kind of subpar episode of Doctor Who, but he was good in it. You know, he was like a submarine captain or something. Yeah, I um, watch Doctor Who. Yeah, but like I've seen him, you know, in a bunch of other like little bit parts here and there. So yeah, uh, but yeah, and then we get the uh, the Magnificent Seven, the Westerosi Suicide Squad, the Dream Team themselves, all teaming up over at Eastwatch. Yep, to go capture a White Walker and show Cersei that it's real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we we kind of skipped over the fact that Jorah came back to Dragonstone to cockblock John. Well, can't fuck your aunt. Yeah. I mean, you guys don't have any debts to be paid. Yeah. You know that's where they're going, though. Huh. It's gonna be weird. Yeah. Um, especially now that we find out, like, technically, John's first in line in the. The succession. Yeah, because if he, if there was the annulment, yeah, he's was, not a bastard. Yeah, he's not a bastard. So the firstborn of the firstborn son, you know, or the well, the last living male heir of the the firstborn son would be ahead of the third, the thirdborn daughter. So right. So it's uh. He should have been leading though. He's not he's not supposed to be the king of the north. He's just supposed to be the king. Yeah, he's just supposed to be the king. So uh it'll be interesting if he finds all that shit out. Then what then what happens with Daenerys? Yeah, they're just gonna get married. It'll be fine. But they oh my, it's disgusting. I know. <laughs> I know it is. I mean, yeah, she's hot, John, but she's your aunt. Yeah, she's your aunt. It's weird. Yeah, you didn't grow up together, but still weird. Mm-hmm. Still weird. Isn't that a thing though for the Targaryens that have white hair? Uh, funny enough, uh, in the books, uh, the like Targaryens proper all had like white hair, but it, it seemed like any time like they had, because uh, that that's that was like more of a a dominant gene, like, but any time they mixed like with uh, 
actually one of the examples with the Martells, because um, Rhaegar's first wife was Elia Martell, you know, Oberyn's sister. Um, all their kids had black hair. Oh, gotcha. So all two of their kids, which is apparently why, like the why Rhaegar was so persistent about. Oh no, I've got to find another wife because he thought he was like the prince that was promised and the prince was supposed to have like three heads of the dragon and he took that to mean well i'm supposed to have two three kids then Mm. and elia couldn't have any more kids after the second one oh so that's why he's like well but i need that third kid right like that'll be that'll be the one um so then he finds liana stark and right runs away together potentially that had no consequences at all no no consequences at all it's not like it started a giant war or anything right um and weirdly enough it's still funny like if Rhaegar would have went about that a different way um because Rhaegar was actually apparently in the process of trying to push his father out of power like he pushed Ares out of power Mm -hmm. um but I think he thought he needed like an, a marriage alliance, which is why he was going to go like get the annulment. Because then he'd be allied with the North. Then he'd be allied with the North. But they didn't tell anybody that because Liana just ran off. She's like, no, I want to be with him. Mm-hmm. And then like they met, but she'd already run off. Uh, Ares had already or Brandon Stark, Ned's older brother, had already gone to King's Landing got burnt up mm-hmm. by Ares. So then that's when John Aaron and Robert and Ned all started the rebellion. Right. Um, whereas like, and then Rhaegar just like, well, they're attacking my family. I have to protect my family. Right. Naturally. So that's why he fought. But otherwise, like if he would have gone about that ma- marriage a little differently, he would have actually been on Robert and Ned's side. Like, probably not Robert's. No, Robert would have been a little peeved. Yeah, but I think Ned would have, like, if that were the actual case and, like, he could tell that Liana actually loved him or whatever, I think Ned would have been the mediator. And Robert yeah, would have maybe. probably been a pissy little bitch. Probably would have got himself killed. Yeah, he probably would have gotten himself killed. But he's the one that actually killed Rhaegar, wasn't he? Yep. Which is which Hammer is the, right to the chest. Which is it? the funny thing about John and uh, Gendry like talking oh, yeah. with each other is like, I heard our fathers fought together. I heard our fathers were great friends. <laughs> <laughs> I heard our fathers fought together. It's like ah. I mean, it depends who you really consider John's father. Yeah. Well, Ned did raise him. <laughs> yeah, it's like the guy that raised him or his biological father. And right. those are two very different answers then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Well, there, it's, of course, like character-wise, there's more parallels with John and, and Ned than there are with yes, Rhaegar. Yeah. Even though we, in the show, at least, we haven't had a lot of Rhaegar development. Yeah, we haven't a lot, had a lot. Like he's a always, yeah, he's always just mentioned. Um, 
I mean, I have I've only read the first book. He and he was kind of barely mentioned in that. Too. Yeah, he's only mentioned in like flashbacks and stuff. You get you get a little bit more um as like Danny learns about her family mm-hmm. kind of thing, like and doing research and being told um especially like when Barristan Selmy was like head of her Queen's Guard, he talked very highly of Rhaegar. Mm. Um, yeah because you you said the people actually liked Rhaegar just not the Mad King yeah and that's like that's why I said like he was probably in the process of like no my father's fucking crazy like yeah. get him out of power um but he wasn't able to do that yet and then this war started and it's like well half to you know fight with my family <laughs> yeah well it's because it's like they're gonna come after him too yeah so. um but yeah so uh, next episode, it's the second to last episode. Shit always hits the fan. Shit hits the fan. Somebody dies. Somebody's probably going to die. Normally. Red wedding, purple wedding. The purple well, purple wedding, wedding was, was early. Was that early? Oh. Yeah. Purple wedding, I think, was like first or second episode of the season. It was ridiculous. Yeah, you might be right about that. Like... Shit, but, but like some like big like, shit always happens second to last episode. Yeah, because I mean, like last year it was freaking Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, still my favorite episode of the series. So good. Um, so yeah, you've got that. Uh, and yeah, I've got a feeling like we're probably going to be in Eastwatch for a lot of like the next episode. Yeah, who's all in the? So we've Eastwatch got Suicide Squad. So we've got Jon Snow leading up. Uh, Deadshot, I guess. <laughs> Let's not make any we don't parallels need to do that. between those, because um, that would probably make like we don't have any archers. Yeah, we don't have any archers, and that would probably make like Thor Thoros. Uh, uh, no, let's let, let's uh, let's make Tormund Harley Quinn. That would be which one's Tormund again? Uh, the redheaded dude who's obsessed with Brienne. Right. Yeah. Which that was uh, Tormund just asking. Uh, how many many people did you bring? The big woman? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Yeah, it's like, no. She'd be really helpful. She would have been. She would have been very helpful, especially with that Valyrian steel freaking you know, sword. Right, but they don't know yet, do they? Yeah. Oh no, they do, because John just erupted a dude with oh, the that's right. with yeah. long claw. Yeah, so he's fucked some people up with it. Yeah. Uh fucking so let's look at so, yeah, where so things we got, could hit the fan. Yeah, so we got uh, the, of the seven. So it's John, uh, Tormund, uh, Jorah Mormont, Gendry, the Hound. Oh, uh, because the hound. because we've we've got all of all of the Brotherhood that's remaining. So the Hound, uh, uh, Beric Dondarrion, and Thoros. Thoros. Right. Um. So, like, if anybody's gonna die like my money would be on maybe Thoros and like well because if you think about it you have to kill off Thoros because otherwise if anybody else dies he'll try and bring them back that's true I'm going to go a different direction with who I think is going to go I think it's going to be Braun. Because remember when Cersei confronted Jamie? That's right. What's the thing she said? Are you going like, to punish Bronn for betraying him? you? And he's like, all he said was, you knew. But just a little thing she glossed over. And Cersei's a crazy bitch. And how is she going to get 
get at Tyrion because she knows that they're friends. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because like, like I mean, Battle of the Bastards set the precedent that not like the entire episode doesn't have to take place up at the giant battle, right? Um, so yeah, we could get some like King's Landing stuff. Well, and... that and with the meeting, she could do it at the meeting in front of Tyrion. Oh God, that'd be just brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if you know our other predictions are who's going to be the one to kill Cersei the bit most meaningful one would be Jamie yeah would what be. would be the final straw to maybe make Jamie make that decision because he's also really close with Braun yeah he is really close with Braun so that uh, could be a tipping point he would maybe realize we got the fucking mad queen now yeah yeah it's like oh great we're repeating stuff again yeah like, she's just as crazy as Ares was Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is. She is. She's she worse. Pull up half the fucking city. Yeah. Which it's almost like kind of it's kind of a fun flashback because what was the reason that Jamie killed the Mad King? Because he was gonna burn. Because he was gonna city. burn the city down Cersei and blow up. Did. Yeah. No. She just basically. It seemed like she just used the wildfire that Ares had put in the sept. Right, which is why I think when Jamie came back and he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is what I tried to avoid. I've been yeah. called this Kingslayer for, what, 20 fucking years for this yep. shit? And then my own sister, who I fuck all the time, yeah. blows up the city. God damn it. Yeah, and who he just knocked up again. Yeah. So that'll be even bigger, too. Just yeah. like, let's really just take out the Lannisters. Yeah. Well, there's I, still Tyrion, who's probably got kids everywhere. Yeah. Bastards. Potentially, yeah. Lots, of, lots of whores. Yeah. Uh, but um, that was also one of uh, a line I really liked from the episode was just Gilly going over the the amount of windows in the Sept of Balar, and Sam and Sam's like, "Well, not anymore." <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, not anymore. Good thing that guy counted them all. Yeah, he counted all of them and all the steps. And but hey, at least he was so anal that he wrote down stuff that he wasn't supposed to write down. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, the next episode's gonna be a doozy, I'm sure. Yeah, and we don't get to watch it live. <sighs> yeah, want to watch it like an hour late. Yeah. So because of gotta, SummerSlam. Because of SummerSlam. <laughs> but hey, if the last like half hour or or uh, like 45 minutes uh, when Game of Thrones would be on is the four-way. That would at least distract us. Yeah, just don't look at the phone. Yeah. Because if something big does go down, which it probably will, the internet will Facebook's going to blow up. Yeah. yeah. Just like when I had Sons of Anarchy fucking spoiled for me yeah. before I even watched it. Yep. So... Here's uh, just if if you're watching a show and a character you like dies and you're watching a show live in the age of Netflix, you have to realize that there's a lot of people that aren't going to watch it live on TV yeah. and are going to marathon it on Netflix later. Yep. So when somebody dies, like I'm not going to say I'm not going to do that, even though Sons has been done forever. So fucking if you haven't watched it yet, it's yeah. no goddamn fault. Um. If somebody dies, like, I don't know, for shits and giggles, let's just say, like, Dopey from the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. If Dopey dies, is there a Dopey? 
if dopey yeah, dies don't go oh no not dopey yeah no and like that's yeah that's i i always keep anytime i'm doing that it's either jokes that are fairly vague mm-hmm. um so it's like if you're watching live you get it yeah. But if you're not watching live, it's like, well, what the fuck is Kyle talking about? Right. Um, or maybe you could just say, oh, no, Sons of Anarchy. He was my favorite character. Yeah, you could do Because then if, people will know, like, oh, I just watched this dude die. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you, you keep it vague. And, like, because I, I end up doing just a lot of, wow, that episode was really good. Go out and watch that. Right. Like, stuff like that. And then, like last season of Breaking Bad, or does, does the end count as one big season? Or is it, I I count it as one season. So, like when one of the best characters in the show croaks in the yeah last season, I'm not gonna go on there and go, oh no, not him. Yeah, he was my favorite character, even though he fucking was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was uh, the best. Yeah, which again, that's part of why I really like Better Call Saul. Yeah. I haven't watched that yet. I've heard yeah. it's good. It's it's good. Um, I like the fact that they split it up between, and it, it actually seems like this season, uh, um, they kind of split it up three ways because they split it up two ways between Saul and Mike. Um, oh, oh, once once Mike gets in, gets introduced, Mike is pretty much always the B plot. Yeah. Unless like it's something big in his like story arc, then he's the A plot and Saul's the B plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, slight spoilers. But if you watched anything on AMC for the past year, you know this happened. Uh, like Gus is in this season. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah, and it basically in Breaking Bad Saul already knew Gus yeah well Saul knew of Gus knew of at least um but we know for a fact Mike already knew Gus yeah yeah because he knew Gus through Mike in yeah. Breaking Bad so it would yeah. make sense if um Mike starts so starts for a little Gus. bit it's like this three-way split of like an ABC story mm-hmm. of like and then they'd rotate of like either Gus is the A plot Mike's the B plot Saul's the C plot yeah. or vice versa like or saw or Gus will go away for a little bit and or Mike's doing something for Gus or he's doing something for Saul so that the plots kind of intermingle yeah. so goddamn Gus was one of the best TV villains I've ever seen he's good and like uh I heard this pointed out on on a couple podcasts and it actually makes a lot of sense um, to give more believability to kind of the world of Breaking Bad, Gus was a great main villain in a like gangster or like gangsta like way because of the restriction that they had with language. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not telling me like any other like drug cartel runner or and like leader isn't going to be saying fuck every third sentence. Yeah. Whereas Gus was this prim proper articulate. Yeah. Like which made him more terrifying. Yeah. Like the fact that he was so quiet, mm-hmm. like yeah, like when he'd I mean even fucking doesn't even have to raise his voice and just kills the one dude with the freaking box cutter. Oh. And it's like, "Oh, what the 
fuck? Like, I wasn't expecting that. That Yeah, that was one of the most intense scenes ever. Yeah, and like no change in emotion at all. Like, just a, I had to do this. Right, because his face was seen. Yeah. Fucking dummy. But, yeah, so I think that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening throughout everything. Mm-hmm. So, yep. see you next week. See you.